and I was in, I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say, maybe about five, six inch heels. Oh, no way. And as I said earlier, I'm the ma of the group, so I had to go and stop her from running away. to the student show the podcast for students by students i'm your host holly and today we will discuss in our experiences with making friends at university in this episode i'll be joined by the vp for education nicole parkinson kelly nicole would you like to tell us a wee bit about yourself yeah sure holly um hi everyone um i went to um Austin university in jordanstown and i studied social policy um i think my course was about three years long there so I'm originally from Bambridge and I have two beautiful black cocker spaniels at home and my mum and my wee brother. So yeah, I'm living up in Belfast now for the job and just haven't really left since I came up here for my student life, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. What's your dogs called, Nicole? Um, they're called Teo and Tila and they are brother and sister and they're Aww. from the same litter. So they are oh, inseparable. Inseparable. So as you know, we started a new segment called Quickfire Questions and that's where we'll ask you questions and you can answer as many as you can in 30 seconds. So when you're ready, tell me and we'll start the clock. I'll never be ready, Holly, but go ahead. Who is your funniest friend? Oh, I'd have to go for Neve. If your friend group had a band name, what would it be? Um, oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, the Wreckers. <laughs> have you ever pranked a friend of yours? Have you ever Have you ever pranked a friend of yours? No, I'm not very good at jokes, Holly. <laughs> Use one word to describe your friendship group. Um, very sociable. If your best friend looked like any celebrity, who would it be? <laughs> Fortunately, Nicole, you're out of time, but you did manage to answer four questions, but that unfortunately doesn't make you at the top of the leaderboard this time. It's okay, I'd never planned to be Holly, I just planned to be able to get some answers out. I don't know why I call my friendship group the records, but I, fi- I think that's more so more out and nights out, where a hassle to handle. Well, I find that really interesting. So is it just because of Night's Out or...? Yeah, because like, we're quite we're quite down to earth the rest of the time. So as we know, the topic today is about making friends. And I think the best way to start this is just telling you about how I made my friends at university. And it was um, basically when we were walking to university from the train and there was a girl beside us. And I just happened to say, like, she was just sort of, you know, hovering. And I was like, oh my word, I like your blue coat. And that was literally it. That's how we made friends. That's so sweet. That's really sweet. I had more of a generic, um, I suppose, experience. I wasn't as out there when it came to making friends. In my first year, when I go into like new environments generally, I'm not good at like making friends. I'm quite, I suppose, independent. I try to keep myself to myself. Um, but once I come out of my shell, like you can't put me back in. So um, I suppose whenever I met my first friend at uni, it was from student accommodation, actually. It was just the girl I live with. Her name was Kelsey and she was fantastic. Um, but we met just being uh, flatmates and there was nobody else bar one international student that lived with us, but she was only there for one semester. So um, Kelsey and I lived with each other for our entire university experience from student accommodation out to student house. And then she was a bit of a social butterfly, so I met other people through her. Um, and then my boyfriend lived in a different flat from me, so I met all his sort of flatmates too. So I suppose I was just like the tag along sort of person that sort of met mm-hmm. everybody else mm-hmm. through the other two people I knew. Yeah, well, sometimes the best way, you know, is mm-hmm. just being like, because all my other friends I met through, and my friend Caitlin, I met them through her because they were in her, she's in an interactive media. So mm-hmm. I met them through her. 
Yeah, it's a bit of a domino effect really. Um, the only sort of friend I met, met from my course was Amy and I think we actually met through a society. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even meet through our course, which was quite strange. So it just shows that not everything relies on being with each other in class. Like sometimes it's from outside of that as well. And it was only when we got into conversation we realised we had the same sort of modules and the same classes. So yeah, that's happened through um, different society events. So that was quite yeah, nice too. Yeah, well, um, when I asked on Instagram have people like met friends through societies or was it just like three lectures actually 52% of them did say they met friends through clubs and societies which obviously shows that it's a great way to you know meet other people and just put yourself out of your comfort zone you know and do something that you enjoy doing and meet people who have the same interests. 100% societies are class um I ran one from my second year and my final year. Mm-hmm. It was the One World Society in Jordanstown, the for international students and local students to mix and integrate. And honestly, it's one of the best experiences that I had at uni. It really just built up my confidence and I met so many people, not just through that society, but like we would do some joint events with other societies. And that's where I'd actually meet other people from different courses. So um, yeah, it was phenomenal. And we even had like a formal as well. So it was oh, lovely. Yeah, it was really nice. Definitely. I think it's just, you know, something for students to realise that you don't need to go into university and have met all your friends. You can, like, quite a lot of people meet their friends when they start uni. And when I asked in the poll, 83% of students met their friends when they started uni. Mm-hmm. No, I... So not everyone has to know their friends before. 100%. I went um, to Ulster, you know, not knowing anyone. Mm-hmm, and I think I knew a couple people, but not as close friends or more like acquaintances or people like I knew through, like other classes in school but um, I wouldn't have hung out with them necessarily but they were all in like different courses and in in different days of the week so it was really very much a new start for me but that was really refreshing and I really enjoyed that and it just gave me an opportunity to reevaluate and reflect on myself and you know be more I suppose honest with myself and engage with things that I was actually interested in and yeah, so did I. I don't know be more yourself and your character mm-hmm. I think yeah, rather than putting on, I think when you're around certain people for a long period of time, especially in high school, you put on a facade of who you actually are mm-hmm. as to what's, um, I suppose, accepted by other people. But university gives you that opportunity of a fresh start that you don't have to do that. Um, so you can try new things and, I suppose, like explore yourself, different areas. Really, yeah. yeah. And really, like, who you're actually interested in getting to and what, what sort of people you want to be surrounded by. Exactly. As opposed to, like, what sort of social status it would give you. Yeah. You know what I mean, in school. Like classes, as much as obviously societies are great, classes are great for that too because you are meeting people who are essentially going to be doing the same thing as you for like three years. So that's a great way to make friends. Yeah, I definitely think if you're going to class, right, I know you're not supposed to bring snacks with you to class, but my go-to when I'm really nervous and I don't know how to make friends is to bring along a packet of sweets and just pass them up and down your nearest sort of... If you're sitting in a row, for example, just pass them up and down the row. That's a great idea. I never thought really of doing works. that. Really works. Really works. You make friends immediately with the people either side of you. Because you have food. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and just even asking people, you know, do you want to go after? Are you going to get something to eat after? Because that's a great way to get to know people. Like, my first day, I literally asked my friend, are you going to get lunch? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. We went to lunch. And after that, they were half an hour lunch. We were friends. So, yeah, it's a great way, and actually when I asked in the polls, 56% of people said they didn't struggle to make friends. So, yeah, it's not something to worry about. 
I feel like it's up to yourself what decision you make at the end of the day. If you go in with the mentality of, oh, I'm not going to make friends, I'm going to be, you know, a loner, I'm going to be shy. If you keep thinking that, you'll become exactly what you think as well. Mm -hmm. So you have to put yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone and just give it a go. And listen, you know, if it's a, if you just reach out to someone and they don't come back to you, that's totally fine. It's just a hit and miss situation. Mm Um, but yeah you definitely meet a lot of people through class and even through like group projects and stuff too don't just sound typical education here but like um, when you're meeting up to actually do presentations and things like that take the opportunity as you say to go for lunch with them go for a wee coffee or something yeah and you just never know that could be your best friend for the rest of your life and you didn't even know it exactly it's just you know as you say like in projects meet people and uh speak to them and start Facebook groups and group chats and all. That's what we did in our first year. We like started a group chat for audio journalism part and through that like half the people when we started that like we just I remember asking someone like do you want to be added into it? And bear in mind I never spoke to that person. But since adding them into it, like we became group friends that way. And now when we see each other in person there's not that awkward like barrier almost. Yeah. I was a bit of a group chat kind of gal myself. I would be setting them up left, right and centre, especially when we were organising things like nights out and meetups. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really handy because, you know, some people will be the watchers, some people will be the engagers. It just sort of depends on the friendship group and um, you never really know who's going to show up to the event or to the night out by the end of it because some of them engage and some just don't. But yeah. it's worth putting the ideas and the plans out there for people to join in at least. Yeah, and it always helps when you're doing like work at university just to have, you know, that their group that you can always ask because with me obviously only having one of my closest friends in the same course as me, if she doesn't reply and I don't know what I'm doing, um, I'm kinda stuck for options. So at least when there's a group that you can always send in being like, Hi everyone, does anyone have like any ideas of how you're gonna do this, etc. So that always helps, but especially at the minute with a lot of events being online, you can get involved that way instead of having the pressure where you have to feel like actually go somewhere in person. Honestly, if it's not your cup of tea, if the event is not your thing, you're not walking out a door, you're just hit and leave. So people yeah, don't exactly. really notice you go. So, you know, take it as an opportunity to go to events you wouldn't typically go to. Or if you really wanted to pick up a hobby that... Um, you haven't tried yet go along to the meeting and worst case scenario if you feel awkward you're not really feeling I suppose the atmosphere of the event that's totally fine just hit the leave meeting and you're good no one's going to hold that against you yeah it's, it's much easier than walking out a door like <laughs> definitely, sorry everyone I just got to go now <laughs> definitely a lot easier that way and even socializing that way in that aspect with your friends and over lockdown all like online zoom quizzes and stuff it's a great way for friends to keep in touch and uh, have a bit of fun. 100%, yeah. Uh, I think by the end of all this, people have had enough of quizzes and Zoom. But um, I think they're a really, really good way to meet people at the minute. And you tend to go in, I don't know about you, Holly, but I went into the Zoom quizzes, like, really exhausted, really drained, and, like, I forced myself to go. But I always come out of them in a really good mood. Yeah, they definitely do, like, pick up your mood, like, 100%. And there's always, like, jokes going, like, all the way through. There's always something going on that makes you laugh anyway. It's it's such a great atmosphere, so it is. It's really the same as FaceTime calls with your friends. It's just great to have a catch-up. 100%. And, like, uh, worst-case scenario, if you just want to engage quietly in the background, you can turn off your camera, you can still participate. But, of course, we wouldn't recommend that, um, getting as engaged as possible. um, And through, through your all-in. Well, we both have experiences of group chats 
with friends and there's obviously there's different personalities within that you know there's a person who doesn't reply there's a person who always tells you to buy this stuff there's a person who just sends in constant memes and that's just a great way to socialize as well yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I have a wee friendship group and it originally was called uh, Fur Poppers Only because we literally used it as a, <laughs> as a chat <laughs> to send TikToks of cute dogs into. Oh, no um, So that was really good. And I'm sort of one of the main contributors. <laughs> and I suppose it doesn't come as much of a surprise. Um, but yeah, no, I find group chats are really helpful. I was always the organiser, I think, when it came to nights out. Um, sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes it took the back seat. But um, I think you always have like the organiser of the group chat too. So well, I would be that person who sends in like the big long message with all mm-hmm. the details you need to know about our night out, including the times taxis come and all that. So, um, but then there's other group chats I've been in and I just, I'm the observer as they would call it, where I just sit and I watch the messages come through and, you know, it just depends, I suppose, on the group of people you're in that chat with. Um, you're either the, I suppose, the lead organiser or you're the backseat driver. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'd be the same when I'm in a group chat with my like closer friends. I would probably tend to be the organizer, or if I was in a group chat with funds from my like class, I would pretend to be just observing, seeing what's going on. It's always funny. Me and my friends always joke around and say if we were to go on Britain's Got Talent, that we would do the the voiceover for Translink Train. Like that would be our act. We would just rhyme it up on stage. But um, I think if we were to start a band, we'd probably definitely call ourselves Four Farmers and a City Girl because my friend from Belfast thinks that anyone outside of Belfast is in fact a farmer. So that's what we would call ourselves. But when I asked on Instagram, I got some interesting one like the bad influences, which I think we could all probably... I think we can all relate to that one. We could relate to that one. Or the Egypts, that's another one. Or the enablers. I feel like the enablers would be a really good one as well. Uh-huh. I feel like I, I associate with that one quite strongly through the friendship group. Much better than my original answer. Um, because we have that domino effect on each other. Whether it's going out for food. Whether it's going out for a wee drink. Or you know, any of those circumstances. We're very easily persuaded by each other. It just takes one person to go, oh, go on. And we're I like, know. okay, okay. <laughs> I've been the same. Me and my friend went shopping. And she would be like, you know... I feel like I don't need a bite. She's like, well, you might need it. And that's, that's, <laughs> just, that's just a sort of it. Then it's just a slippery slope from then on. And you just notice as you've been more time, like just different personalities when you are making friends. Yeah, we've got such a range of personalities in our wee friendship group. Um, we've got like some of the level-headed ones who are like in control of the situation. I'm like the, I don't know how to describe it. I'm like the mother of the group at times, but I can also be like problematic on nights out. So I'm like, I'm one of those people who goes out and gets um, and has a few wee drinks and um, I'll be a wee social butterfly running around and people do end up trying to find me in nights out quite often. I feel like I can be the same. I feel like I'm the responsibility but I also feel like I'm the mom of the group. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I don't know, the mad mother and then I'm also the one who books the taxis by the end of the night and the one who gets us out at the start. So drunk mother, I think, summarises it quite well. Yeah. It's like I try my best to keep hold of that title but it tends to slip away from me if I've wondered too many, you know. <laughs> Definitely. And I say you've got a lot of experiences with living with your friends at university that I might not have because I don't live in halls or in accommodation. Oh, I loved living with my friends. It was such a good experience. There were six of us in the house and um, oh, it was just great every single day. Obviously, when you're living with your friends, you don't need to organise as to when you meet up because you literally just meet downstairs in the sitting room watching movies 
it was great it was really nice but you also had like your own bedroom to go off to and get your own space as well mm-hmm. but I really really enjoyed it um it made everything so easy to organize and you know we also got so used to each other like I was quite vain in first year I wouldn't want people seeing me without makeup or not my hair not done or but by the time I lived with my friends I would like come downstairs with like the messy bun if it even is a bun anymore it's hanging out that much um my dressing gown my pajamas my slipper socks and we'd just lounge across the sofa and they would all come join and we would all be in the exact same state and we'd just sit and watch tv together and chill it was really really nice it's probably a great atmosphere you know just the the environment of having like your friends near you but with myself I'd probably as much as I would like to live with my friends I feel like there's definitely some of my friends that I probably wouldn't get on with as well when living together and I think that's totally fine for people to realize that there is friends out there that you would get on great with if you lived together and there's also friends that you might not get on great because you know I'm a really organized person everything has to be clean and tidy and I know some of my friends would have been like that and that would just put me over the edge. (laughs) I highly recommend you live with the driver folks now this just happened to me um coincidentally but, you know, the 3 a.m. trips to, like, McDonald's drive through like, mm-hmm. unbeatable, unreal. You'd be just lying up there watching me movie chilling and then someone would get the munchies. And it's like, oh, we had a 24-hour spa at the end of the street, but sometimes it requires, like, nuggets. So um, living with drivers was really helpful. It was mm-hmm. really good. Um, but we also would travel into uni and stuff together as well. So it just cut down costs a wee bit there too. Of course, contribute to fuel and stuff as well. But still worked it cheaper than probably taking the train if you can share lifts. Mm-hmm. Um, also more economical. Environmental yeah, definitely. And all that. Definitely would help the environment. And did you have any uh, experience with like traveling with your friends? Because unfortunately, my friends this summer has been a bit of a bummer. We haven't got to go anywhere, but we were thinking about it. But what about yourself? I haven't traveled anywhere in we holidays. I really would love to. We always would plan, um, the girls, particularly the group, we'd always talk about um, going on a girls' trip at some point. And um, and I don't mean like a mad one. I don't mean like going to Ibiza, for example. Like my friends are, we're not quite as mad as that. Um, I think we'd be more inclined to go for a girls' holiday away. We'd have our nights out, but we'd want to be on like the beach the next day, and mm-hmm. or like by the pool drinking cocktails and chilling. Um, I feel like there's a bit of both. We wouldn't be like constant party animals. We need a wee bit of both, and probably like tourism as well. We love going and discovering new places and going for walks and things like that. So um, I think we're all-rounders, so one day when we can actually afford it, I suppose we just couldn't afford it during our actual student lives, but one day when we can actually afford it and we're all sort of working, maybe we'll eventually get that girls. It'd be nice just to go like down to Dublin or something and have a few days where you know you can do some shopping, spend some money. <laughs> Definitely. As they call it now, um, a staycation. Um, uh-huh. Went with one of those um, recently up to Derry and it was lovely. Before, obviously, everything locked down further, but... Um, it was lovely just to get away and it doesn't even have to be far it's just a change of scenery yeah and just to be in a different room and I suppose whenever you're away with people something I really noticed is you're less inclined to pick up your phone and spend time on technology as well so you're actually getting more time with the piece the people and the and the person you're with so I think it's really important to get that time where you can Mm -hmm. I know the officers last year the officer team um we used to go away on staycations as well and it was great crack because again we would go to deliberately somewhere with very little signal and we would just spend time with each other and hopefully this year um, we'll get the opportunity to do that to do that again this year um but yeah i highly recommend that for people i think it's just a really good opportunity to actually get to know people better 
and just to spend that sort of quality time with each other. Yeah, especially when you're already living with a person in halls or accommodation, like they're already in your social bubble. So you may as well take them days where you go and visit, you know, a tourist destination in Northern Ireland and, you know, have that break away from social media and your phone because it is needed after all. Just a wee road trip or even a wee yeah. day trip where you just go for a drive somewhere and like not have an agenda and stop and get like chips on your way back and maybe go for a walk somewhere. I'm a big gal for like my nature walks and stuff. Oh, so um, am I. Really love it. I love the fresh air and just I feel like everybody's probably like that now in all mm-hmm. fairness. They just want to get out of buildings and out of houses. So um, yeah, just maybe a trip up like the, the, the coastal route or something. It's just really nice to get out and be away. And because you're out on a trip and it's been labelled as a trip, you're less inclined to engage in things like phones and social media and stuff. Um, Although in saying that, a big advocate for taking lots of nice candid pictures while you're out too, because you can post them when you come back. No, definitely. Of course. I think that's probably a good idea to take them on your camera roll instead of on your Instagram or your Snapchats. Then when you come home, you can put them up then, but you're not spending time on social media. And go out and just get some fresh air with your friends and socialise that way because it will be good for your own mindset. Another big part of university is obviously the library sessions where you and your friends would go get a tea or coffee and then go or sit in the, the global lounge and do some work or go up to the library and you just feel so accomplished whilst doing so. Were you ever an all-nighter kind of gal when it came to doing assignments by any chance? Oh yes, but I wouldn't have done them in university or I wouldn't have been on campus because of me not you know, living there. Of course, of course. So, but I would have been, I would have been in my bedroom still at three in the morning typing. I remember I was going to Edinburgh and I flight to Edinburgh at four a.m. and it was thirty three a.m. and I was still writing this essay. Oh and, no! And um, my boyfriend was sleeping. He's like, "Can you turn the laptop down?" Because <laughs> I was playing tutorials and stuff and like them explaining more theory so I could add into it. It was crazy, but yeah, we did the odd we sort of library visit. Um, I've tended to do the library a lot on my own, though, in all fairness, because I used it as like a place to go and escape. And in Jordanstown, there's these like cute sort of like wee cubby holes, I guess is the only way to explain it, where you go into like the books only section and you can take your laptop and your headphones and you can hide in a corner and work away. So I tended to keep that quite to myself. But um, I remember when I was lived in my student house, there used to be nights where we'd all have like the same deadline and there'd be three of us sitting around like the dining table with our laptops <laughs> out, like trying to hammer out these essays. And um, I would drink like loads of boost thinking I could handle the caffeine. But really, it just made me like hyper aware of every sound around me because mm-hmm. I would drink too much of it. And um, I'd probably get less done in that scenario. But we used to all sit up really late at night and I was always the last one to finish um, every single time. I would always be sitting up to like sometimes even five or six o'clock in the morning finishing it off. And that's just because I kept chatting the whole time. All, all that kind of person do you any good? <laughs> I kept asking them questions and do you think that's right? Does that sound okay? So, um, yeah, I love those. Those were probably the closest to my group study sessions uh, with friends was sitting in my student house and just sit up so late working at it. And then um, my friends would give off the next day that I sat up so late. So um, my friend Neve would often drop in like a wee bit of breakfast to me the next morning um, because she'd know I'd be up and out for class. So, um, yeah, it was lovely. It was really, really nice. Um, Even to do it in the house as well because you could do it in your jammies too. So I'm sure plenty will be in that position this year, actually. Yeah, I think it's great that you um, almost like it's probably better when you go and do a bit, as you say, in the library, into your wee corner, you know, write up most of that essay. But then also if you have friends you're living with who are, you know, studying for the same and completing the same essay for the same course, that you can join them and go around the 
you sit around the kitchen table and share ideas but it's almost so that you're not because I would be the person that would probably get easily distracted and then I'd be the same issue I'd be there at 6am so it's maybe better if like people like us would actually have most of it done before we even came to the kitchen table. Yeah sometimes we just went off to our separate rooms and did it but we'd like hold each other accountable almost like we'd meet up and we'd say right we'll meet in two hours time we'll come down we'll get a snack we'll be 10 minute chat which always by the way turned into like half an hour easily. Oh it's never 10 minutes. But like we would come down like maybe every two hours and how much extra words did you get done? And I'd be sitting there trying not to answer the question because <laughs> knowing I've been flicking through YouTube, um, and I mean, if TikTok had been out at the time, it would have been the same situation. So, um, but yeah, we would try and reconvene every couple of hours just to make sure that we were all on track and we kept, you know, working hard. So that was quite a really, that was quite an effective method because it guilted you into actually doing your work. Yeah. And it made us wrap up earlier. It, like we were forced to wrap up earlier because um, we were all sort of like keeping each other on our toes. So it was really good. Yeah, I'd be the same. Like, almost like when I was at home, I'd almost keep my cat sitting on the chair beside me so I'd be doing my work. But then I knew I can't take the cat out too late at night time because my mum and dad would hear me going outside to the dog start barking. So that was almost my deadline. Like, I knew I had to get the cat to bed by 2am, so I had 2am to do it almost. <laughs> that was what my experience with it, because obviously me not living with people. But, um... Well, cats are good friends too. <laughs> he's not as affectionate as a dog so he didn't distract me as much because he just sat there and did his own thing so that was oh, probably the best thing my dogs would be so distracting whenever I was doing like an essay see when I went home maybe at the weekends to do work um, my dog just does not like technology doesn't like books there's been times where my dog's jumped up and like put its paw on my book and slammed it down on my legs like no more oh, no reading way. And um, when I was sitting on my laptop, like I'd be sitting tight with my hands out in front of me uh-huh. and they would come up beside me and jump up onto my thigh and underneath my arm and like be nudging <laughs> at my hand to get me oh, to stop no typing. Way. So um, not a lot of assignments were completed at home home. Um, I got a lot more of them done at the six o'clocker um, with my mates in the student house for sure. And I think as you move on through your experience, you will meet new friends. And I think it's all right to accept that as you move on different stages of your life and as of your university experience, you will get to know new people. Oh, you definitely do. I mean, I didn't meet um, the girl in my course, Amy, until I was in my second year. So, um, yeah, and that was, as I said, through a completely different set of events. So, yeah, you definitely meet people as you go along. And I think it's the more comfortable you get in university too. That's where you meet more people. And you sort of start caring less what people think about you as well as you get older generally. So um, you start being more yourself and being a wee bit more out there and, you know, putting your sort of unapologetically um, yourself attitude out there and your personality and that that's how you meet more people. Yeah, and you don't worry about what people would think. You start thinking about how you feel more so when you're meeting friends and then new opportunities. And like, I don't know about you, but like the equal balance of friendships as well. You don't want any one person like putting all the energy in. You need like that sort of equal um, input, I guess. And I think that's something you become more aware of as well when you come to university. Um, sometimes when you're in high school, you're more inclined to be the one that maybe puts a lot into it. Because so, you feel like it's you have to. Yeah. But in university, yeah. you start to realise, and maybe when new experiences come, you almost take it like it's meant to be sort of thing that you're supposed to genuinely like just move on and accept that that friendship was great. But, you know, there's a time where you feel like as though you need some other energy being added into your life instead of you just putting everything in. Definitely. It's like a chapter, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you don't, you know, everybody says university is the best part of your life and everyone wants to go back and do it again. 
So um, going in with that mindset and knowing that from your first year, just try to experience every minute, make the most of every minute you have with every person around you. Um, because you don't want to look back with regrets. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, just make the most of your time there because I know I did. I did my very best to make the most of my time and meet as many people as I could and get engaged with as much as I could. Um, just because I wanted to really, I wanted every moment to last and I wanted to come out with really good memories that I can look back and, you know, tell my future kids um, about <laughs> my university experience and chat about the people I met there. Um, I didn't want to be that person that comes out with, you know, very few memories or stories to tell. Um, yeah, I think you should just make the most of your time as best you can. Oh, it's definitely such an exciting experience meeting friends at university and when I asked on Instagram if anyone had any embarrassing or funny or awkward moments while making friends at university, we had some great submissions. So maybe I'll start with reading mine out, my first one. So this girl had met people from her course and they always got lost and they could never find where the lecture hall was at. So they made a pact that they would meet at the reception every single time they had a lecture and they would go to class together. And that's how she made friends with people truly through getting lost. That is so sweet. That is so adorable. Um, that's such a good way of doing it, actually. It is, isn't it? I know it's not easy to navigate campuses. Like, um, I have a, a funny story from whenever I just was starting to build up our wee friendship group. And we were just sort of, it must have been only the second time we went out in a night out or something. Mm-hmm. And um, we were on our way home for a night out. A really good one. Um, we had a fantastic time. Um, my boyfriend, God love him, was with me and had to put up with it all. Um, we get out of the taxi at my friend's house. Um, I'll leave the name out this time. But uh, we got out at her house and she was convinced she didn't live there. So clearly it was one of those moments where like she'd only just moved into her new student house and um, just didn't recognise it maybe with uh, after drinking. And she started running down the street. Like she was laughing, just found this very funny and <laughs> saying that this was not her house and she couldn't find it, even though the taxi dropped just literally at the door. Um, now she was in trainers um, and when I say trainers kind of like we converse sort of style like we mm-hmm. flat ones and I was in I mean I'm not exaggerating when I say maybe about five six inch heels oh, no and as I said earlier I'm the ma of the group so I had to go and stop her from running away around Belfast <laughs> so I sprinted down the road after her and just when I got caught up she stopped like just deadpan in the middle of the road turned around and went oh I need to go home and I was like oh my and she sprinted back the opposite way back from where we came from and my boyfriend said he watched this whole thing take place and he was surprised I didn't break an ankle like I was about um, to say how'd you not break a heel I am phenomenal in heels this is like an actual um talent I believe at this point <laughs> um the amount of times I've been running around in heels on nights out and people don't know how I haven't broken an ankle I don't know but um we got back up to her house anyway and I don't know if she was wrecked after the drinking or the running or both. I know I was from both. Um, but we started walking up the stairs, but she lived up like maybe three, maybe it was like three floors or something. Mm-hmm. And I think we got about like a third of the way and we started crawling up the stairs at that point. So um, I think that was a true bonding experience there, you know, <laughs> trying to catch each other um, up and down the street. And then obviously, you know, crawling up the stairs together whilst the remainder of the friendship group just followed in utter shame at what we were, at what we were doing <laughs> Did no one else run after or is it just yourself? No, just me, as I said. Did no one just watch? I just watched. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was dealing with it. I don't know why they trusted me with it either. But um, it was one of those things where, oh, sure, Nicole's dealing with it. Uh-huh. Even though Nicole was also a state. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 
the things you get up to after a night out, huh? Honestly, honestly. <laughs> well, that's all from us. Next week, we'll be discussing sport at university. So if you would like to send your embarrassing, funny or awkward moments whilst playing in a sport team, please do to the student show at uusu.org. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this. It's been great. So it has. So make sure to join me next week for another episode. I'll see you then. Bye. Bye-bye.